So is Fairfax now in? Fairfax will never be in. And on that note, if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world. According to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein, tonight's show is the left is on the eve of destruction. And uh, I just had to sing the beginning of the show, Tone Deaf As I Am, but a uh, great song by Barry McGuire. And that tonight, the left truly is Ben Stein on the eve of destruction. Everything they believe in, every policy is... Uh, is on the line and uh, it's a good night. Uh, I want to welcome everybody to the world according to Ben Stein. Remember, get our emails, benstein.substack.com. We've had our best week ever with the podcast. So thank you. Keep downloading that podcast. Go to the YouTube channel. I mean, not YouTube, screw YouTube. Go to Rumble, subscribe to Ben Stein channel. Get him, got him, subscribe, ramble on, rant on. We see it, we appreciate it. And we are joined tonight from 93.1 WIBC, BAM, the president of conservative talk radio, Bobby Kendall. I need the Braves bullpen and the Yunkin bullpen to pull it out. Let's go. You need help, my friend. And, uh, of course, this show wouldn't be complete without writer, actor, provocateur, saint, center, lover, father, grandfather, mathematician, statistician, mathematician, former shoe salesman, but most importantly. Ah, uh, doctor. 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 Benjamin Jeremy Stein. We salute you, sir. We are humbled. Uh, you bring up a great point, and we were talking about this before the show, Ben Stein. First of all, two things. I, Tucker on his show before said it's too early for Fox News to call the Virginia. Hey, Good joke. Good how, joke. Rich, how rich Tucker Carlson. And well, second, surely he was saying it was a joke, right? I, I would hope against his own network he was saying it in jest. Yeah. But uh, the bigger point you just raised, Ben Stein, which is Fairfax County. They have they've yet to get their votes in correctly. Now, every American. <laughs> and, that's good. And, that's good, dude. That's really and, good. That's really and, good. And there's a lot of people. And, and this is it's called the algorithm, basically. And, and Yunkin broke the algorithm. He, he hit a percentage so high that they can't get enough. They can but everybody would know the fix and the rig was in again. They can't get an, that many. Again? <laughs> what do you mean again? They can't get that many <sighs> illegal you votes. You are under arrest, you racist bastard. No, we're I on Rumble. Believe. We're on Rumble. It doesn't matter. And you can, uh, you can say that here, Judah. It's fine. Yeah, that's exactly right. The 2020 and, election was stolen. Yeah, rigged, stolen. And Ben, but it, I really find it amazing that the county that, <laughs> I mean, come on, son. Come on, oh, sir. Sir, this is my this is my wheelhouse. I grew up in this area. My wifey, the world's finest human being, is saint of saints, a living, breathing goddess, an actual superhuman being. Grew up in largely in Northern Virginia. We know Northern Virginia. I live from Montgomery County, Maryland. Uh, Fairfax County uh, changed a lot since I was a child, and it's now uh, heavily multiracial. Uh, but the people there are well-educated people, and unless there's just going to be bare-faced theft, they will bring the election to its reasonable conclusion. But before I get to Rob, I just want to show, just so people understand, this is, this is what they did in the last election. Ben Stein, who is the most even-headed, even-keeled even even, even person I have ever met. God bless and, you. And the reason why we talk about this, as far as in the industry that you're in and is 
as far as, you know, the reason why we joke with the mathematician and statistician and mathematician is because Ben is one of the few people that says, look at the past elections, mathematically it didn't add up. There was no math that made the last election work. And right now, Ben, I could see them crunching numbers, doing as much math as they can on those roles, and they just can't come up with the math, Ben. Well, you know, let's, let's remember that Ben Stein, who did score very, very well in two different statistics classes, spoke to Judah Meyer Friedman on election night uh, in the last presidential election, and Judah said, nope, it does, no matter what, the fix is in. I think you. we have to just pray that Youngkin was so strong that the fix won't work this time, although I frankly thought the last time Mr. Trump was so strong that the fix wouldn't work. But uh, clearly, uh, Mr. Youngkin ran a beautiful campaign. I will say I, your humble servant, uh, contributed pretty substantially for a person of my modest means uh, to, to Youngkin. And I think it is incredibly important that he won if the, if the, uh, if the criminals in the Democrat Party do let him win. Did, so did you have to did you have to mortgage one of your modest homes to <laughs> modestly contribute, Ben? Yes, I did. I'm not going to talk about them. It was, it was modestly done well. And Rob, so so you know, you kept on. I know you were listening to Bill Hemmer, and he kept on talking about a number. And I really want people that listen to sh- to this show to understand what he was saying because I, I don't I, even I, think I understand it too. I don't okay, understand. so he kept on saying, Rob the number Youngkin needs to get is 55%. Mm, He mm, kept on bringing mm, up mm, a number. mm -hmm. And I kept on saying to myself, why are you bringing up a weird number? What's the difference between 55 and 53%? If you get 53%, the other guy right has 47%, Rob. But Rob, I realize 55% is the threshold for cheating. Very good. Very good. Well, I mean, it, it, it was just it was like something out of a sitcom where, you know, this this the votes start rolling in Youngkin's way ahead. And then I guess I don't know what was this about eight o'clock. They say, hey, not only fair is Fairfax County not going to have their votes on time. They can't even tell you how many people voted. Ah, uh, That's good. How, how that's is it possible? Well, it's possible because if they want to make it possible, they'll make it possible. You know, there there was a uh, politician, I forget his name, but uh, from my things from Chicago or Boston, uh, his slogan was, I am the law. And uh, <laughs> I think for the Democrats, uh, especially these days, they what they wish is the law. And uh, But I think, again, the Youngkin may have run such a strong campaign that even so, even with the Democrats as massively cheating as they possibly can, it's not going to work. And uh, let's pray that this is true. If it isn't true, then I think what Judah is saying about there's going to have to be a revolution, never armed, never violent. There's going to have to be a revolution. Something's seriously, seriously wrong if Youngkin doesn't win this. Well, and and Judah and I were talking about this before we went on the air, and it'd be interesting to get your take on this, Ben, because your name is on the billboard. Uh, (laughs) I I think it's really a big loser tonight is President Trump, because I think it shows how many people who voted for Biden also voted for Youngkin. And in the exit polling, Trump was every bit, if not more unpopular than Biden still. And I think the Republicans have got to take a long look at this going forward, whether it's Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome or whatever conservative is the is the one that they anoint, because, man, there's just a lot of people who want to vote Republican, want to vote conservative who didn't like Trump. 
Yeah, that's a sad thing because I do like Trump very, very much. I think he's a great man, a genuinely great man. Uh, but it may be that the party has to uh, move on and find somebody else. And I, I happen to love Ron DeSantis. I think he's been a hero throughout the pandemic and a hero uh, to this day. Uh, but uh, let's well, let's see what's happening. I mean, and remember, Trump right, has a, a gift for, for for changing people's minds. He does. And remember, it's a long time ago. And remember, before Trump won, everybody was saying the same thing you're saying now, Rob. The same exact conversation was, can he can he get that? And so so I, you know, Rob, you really do raise a good question. The point is, right now in Virginia, they had a clear path of what to vote on. This, 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 the, the Loudoun County, as we said the other night, became America's county of fighting back against progressive leftism. This well, disease. More, 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 worse than progressive yeah. leftism. Anti, anti-woman, anti-family, anti-law and order, anti-decency, anti-kindness. It's so interesting to me, Judah and Rob, Apparently, there are these yard stickers going signs going up all over leftist America saying something about how kindness is everything. Well, I don't think having some, a, a person rape a girl in a, in a girl's room is kindness. And, and the fact that the Democrats are basically defending that kind of behavior is a long, long way from kindness. I mean, you can screw around with the tax rate. You can screw around with foreign policy. You cannot screw around with having your 14-year-old daughter raped. That so, can't be happening. So that's so that's the, 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 the I didn't mean to cut you off, Judah, but that's really the thing. And how sad is this? That this Virginia governor's race likely swung on some girl getting raped in a in a girl in a girl's bathroom at a school. Wait, 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 that probably happens occasionally, but we hope not often. It was the Democrats basically defending it, obfuscating it, obscuring it, uh, basically defending it in a way and saying we're basically on the side of letting this kind of thing happen. That was just too much for almost anyone to take. Obviously, the hardcore leftist Democrats will take anything. But this was just too hard for, for almost anyone to take. Now, as I said, the evening is still young, and it may be that they will find a way to steal the uh, election yet. Uh, as uh, Judah and I know from conversations in the presidential election, the resourcefulness of the Democrat Party in stealing things is really great. I want to just tell you a funny story about this. Which is, well, I better not tell it. It'll be considered racist. But but uh, if people really want to find a way to steal the silverware, they can do it. And well, here's here, the- but, but Rob, here's two things. So you both raised great points. So here's the two things, right? So you had this parent. It's both media created, two media created stories that ended up turning on the media. Right. So and remember, Loudoun County was a media created story that it was parents threatening school boards with violence over CRT. This had nothing to let's do say, with- Let's tell people what CRT is. Uh, Jeff, Rob, you open the door? Rob, you want to tell here. people what CRT is? Well, it stands for critical race theory. And the long story short, it's basically uh, a, a, a teaching that America is inherently evil based on the original sin, which is uh, slavery. And that America cannot be redeemed, is irredeemable. The original sin was so great. And that people are guilty of racism based on things that other people did. And it's 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 really a teaching that America 
America is inherently <laughs> evil hard. by its inception. Sir, sir. Just push it real hard and then turn to the right. That's anyway, what she said. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. But it, it is a standard kind of Bolshevik thinking. And I would like to tell you, I was I was uh, on the phone with someone this afternoon, uh, a, a very intelligent young person, supposedly very intelligent anyway, uh, who was telling me that in her class at a well-known university, uh, they were told that uh, President Bush was uh, anti-Muslim and he was guilty of something called Orientalism, which is slurring Muslims. And uh, the uh, teacher gave the students a speech by President Bush to read and said, point out the Orientalism there, as the anti-Muslim prejudice. And this young woman who was uh, in this class, I haven't seen her in person for a while, but I talked to her on the phone pretty often. And she said to the teacher, I don't see any slurring. I don't see any prejudice. I've looked at it again and again and again. The teacher said, find it anyway. And that's what critical race theory is. If you don't find the racism, you flunk the class. Perfectly so the said. But Rob, I want to get get back to my point. So you had this, this thing that happened, that the media took this story. And then by taking this story, they then all of a sudden parents really started to look at crt had had they had they given this guy his due day his 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 fair shake of his daughter getting raped this never happens this probably mcauliffe is the governor tonight if the media would have accurately 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 showed this father secondly what the media did which was which with the, with the let's go brandon meme so two of the biggest things that are storming the country is the is is a, is a media narrative that they've proven that that they couldn't they could rob that that all of a sudden set this in motion. So yeah, Rob. Well, so what I was going to say was, and I tweeted this out earlier, that uh, if you are a school board member across this country who has in any way, shape, or form promoted, con condoned CRT, SEL hired these DEI officers Wait, up next year. Let's just tell people what SEL is, because that's and another DIE officer. Of, well, another bunch Dark of communism. So, okay. so SEL stands for social emotional learning. And it's basically the if you know if you're thinking of building a house, it's the foundation for critical race theory. And what uh, these school systems have discovered is critical race theory is now a, is now a bad word. It's a buzzword. People know what it is. They're aware of it and they're pushing back against it. So they use the phrase social emotional learning. It's like having all the ingredients to make a hamburger and say, well, we haven't served you a hamburger yet. Yeah, but you put it out there and you put everything that is a hamburger. You, they just call it something different. And you killed the cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that perfectly said, Ben. And, and again, so we look at Loudoun County and we look at and, and here's another thing, which is a lot of people in uh, in the last election, as much as we like to look at it. Remember, Trump got 75 million votes. And the reason I bring this up is because he had the vaccine, had that vaccine come out as people knew it was coming out like he promised uh, and and early voting not been so far ahead of time again the algorithms and all these things I, I i i have to we have to ask now to ourselves why do we have early voting three months in advance what what is you have no idea who the candidates really are sometimes till after the debates till the day you know till what's going on and we've learned in nine months how quickly shit has hit the fan ben stein 
So in three months, how quickly crap could hit the fan and people can't take back their votes. Yeah, your point is brilliantly taken. Why, why should we have early voting at all? I mean, if people are so lazy and incompetent that they can't keep themselves alert enough to know when their date is to go vote, they shouldn't be voting at all. But this, uh, this, this idea that we're going to brainwash America's young children and teach them that they're racist uh, from birth, yes, from right, exactly original sin of slavery, and it's beyond. It goes back, back even before slavery. Just being white is a sin. It is exactly, precisely, exactly the same as National Socialism, in which just being born a Jew. Doesn't well, no, no, no. Hold on a second, Ben. Explain to people what national socialism is, national because a lot of people don't realize that was the part. Right. National Socialist German Workers Party was the Nazi party and the Nazis preached and had it taught in their schools during the reign of Adolf Hitler that it was inherent in being a Jew. It was inherent in being a Ukrainian. It was inherent in being a Pole. It was inherent in being a Romanian. It was built in that you were evil. It didn't matter what you did or didn't do, you were evil. Same with critical race theory, so-called. If you were white, you were evil. It doesn't matter if you never committed a crime. It doesn't matter if you never exploited anyone. You were evil. And if you were black, you were good, no matter what you did. It didn't matter how many crimes you had committed. It didn't matter how long a time you'd served in prison. You were good. This is total Nazism. And look, and, Nancy Pelosi, Rob, remember her comment about the uh, what, what the gang, that gang, the MSM gang, saying that they're humans. MS-13. 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 MS-13 is so scary. It's what did I call them? MSM? It's the same thing. media? Yeah. So, well, well, so another thing to point out here is that they've uh, hired these what are DEI officers, these schools, they're diversity, equity, and inclusion officers who are the facilitators of the social emotional learning. They're in charge of teaching it to the teachers to teach to the kids. So my point with all of this is with, with Virginia, which is a blue state, and the issue of critical race theory, the exit polling shows education was the was, was the number one issue, usually a, a rock solid issue for the Democrats, clearly went for the Republicans. If you're a school board member next year in any part of this country who promoted uh, SEL, CRT, these DEI officers, you should be very worried because for once people are waking up. And I want you to think about this, Ben Stein, quickly. If a, woman, if a, a young girl had not been raped, McAuliffe is the governor tonight. I think if she, well, if she had not, if she had been raped, and if the government had thrown itself wholeheartedly into catching, prosecuting, uh, persecuting, locking up uh, the guy who did it, yes, and saying that whatever theories had led to the, her, him being in a ladies' room, a girls' room, were evil and stupid, uh, McAuliffe would be governor. But they didn't do that. Instead, they backed the party line, and we now learn that the party line has flaws. The party line is a wicked party line. The party line is A, National Socialism, and B, apartheid. You're completely right, Rob. And and, and the reason I, I bring up, the, it, it, feel, it does feel like they're on the they're beginning on the eve of destruction. And what's I, want, I just want to tell people what's amazing, and I didn't know this, and this is why, this is the great thing about Ben Stein, is uh, uh, Eve of Destruction was an anti-war song. 
And it was written, obviously, by a lefty for the lefties. And Richard Nixon, in his brilliance, used it in his campaign against uh, against the left and the left themselves. That was the brilliance of Richard Milhouse Nixon was because he the whole point was against nukes and all these different things. And Richard Nixon came in and basically said, you're right. I'm on board with this song. Right. Right. And, and I'm on board. I'm on board with policies yeah. that will keep America strong. So Rob, that yeah. is so incredibly important. And now a policy that will keep America strong is to not have rapists in junior high school girl bathrooms. But Rob, I think it's even more than that. I think this is a message to people across America. We will not be canceled. You will not teach our children and we can fight back. And you will it not is. humiliate. You will not teach our children to be ashamed of who they are. And and look, he, he's not going to win, but the Republican with like 45% of the vote has a two point lead in New Jersey. Now, again, I'm sure they'll, they'll, they'll do everything they can to figure out a way to make it work in New Jersey. But the fact that it's competitive too shows that this is an issue that has been, uh, it's resonating across the country. This is a big issue. And it shows how bad Biden and the Democrats have been. I think Ben though, this is more than this issue. I think this is three years or two and a half years or four years or however many years of, let's just say white Americans uh, or Americans as a whole being put in a corner and all of a sudden on one night in Virginia, they decided America fought back. They said- yeah, Very well put, very well put. Exactly, American, I have a very smart friend, a big Democrat, so he probably won't like being quoted on this, named John Kecker, one of the outstanding trial lawyers in the world, classmate of mine at Yale, very, very smart guy, a great and a great, great, great guy. Marine hero, big time Marine hero in Vietnam. Amazingly smart and capable and brave guy. He says something very simple. People don't like being pushed around. Now in Virginia, they decide we're sick of being pushed around. Nobody puts baby in a, on, in a corner. And if you just tuned in, you are listening to the world according to that man, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. And uh, it's a fun night. It's uh, hopefully it'll stay fun. And, um, and Ben and I are not on the phone at 11 at night going, 11. <laughs> yeah, it was two they, in the morning. They, it was two they, in the morning. Yeah, sir, sir, with yeah. respect, they, they're not, there's no deadline yeah. for them to yeah. stop cheating. But that's when we were on the phone the last time. It was like two in the, we were on the phone a couple times late no. that night. And uh, I want to remind everybody, Ben's email, benstein.substack.com. Subscribe to it, follow it, and also subscribe to our, our Rumble channel if you don't mind. And also please keep giving uh, this, those great reviews on Apple and please keep downloading the podcast. It's greatly appreciated. You could also uh, download Rob's show if you miss it from nine to noon every day. He streams it. Uh, Download his, his his segments. They're really funny. Eleven yeah, outs, Judah. All we need are eleven outs. And Rob needs a lot of help with his with with his with his gambling. It's it's so weird. Yunkin and the Braves are in the same spot. Big leads just gotta hold on that bullpen, baby. Let's go. Yeah, there's one major difference. A bullpen will decide the Braves game. Uh, people in back rooms are deciding the, deciding the McAuliffe race in Virginia. And of course, America's humble servant, Benjamin Jeremy Stein. Uh, you know, Ben, you, you raised, you, you called me yesterday and 
you you raised such an exceptional point that I it's, that I had to, and I'm not okay. When people hear this, Ben and I disagree with a, a lot with each other. We disagreed, not disagreed, but I brought up something with him before the show that was a little uncomfortable that I don't want to bring up on air, and uh, the Lindsey Graham story. And uh, but either way, you called me yesterday and you said. This is the greatest, you know, you know, we should be blessed that we're born into the greatest country in the world. And when you said that to me, I was thinking to myself, a lot of people aren't feeling that right now. You have 72% of Americans believing we're on the wrong track. Now, that being said, I said to you before on the phone, Ben, America is still the greatest place in the world. It's still the greatest place in the world to wake up in, to wake up to, and to wake up for. But 72%, Ben, People, it, we had, we need to keep it. That is the that, that is the greatest country in the world. You bet. And I, if I may say this, uh, my life is like the life of a tourist. I travel around a fair amount. Uh, I'm not in great health, but to travel for a man who's old and not in great health, I travel around a great deal. And I go up to whenever I see people, I say at the end of whatever the transaction is, it's usually buying salmon. Uh, God bless you, and God bless America. And what I've noticed is young people almost never say God bless America back. People my age always say God bless America back. We were taught, we saw how great America is. And the amazing greatness of America has been borne out over and over and over again, just in the last period since I was born. There has been a second revolution in America, a revolution of opportunity for black people, a revolution of opportunity for Jewish people, a revolution of opportunity for Asian people, a revolution of opportunity for women. This is a better, far more wonderful America than it was. Yes, we have too much crime. No doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Yes, yes, too, too, too much crime. Too many homeless. I don't know what to do about that. But this is an incredibly great country. It's getting better and better and better. Yes, some people say we're on the wrong track. Yes, we are on the wrong track. We have a person who's not quite all there. Well, two, two or three cans short of us expect as president of the United States. How about five cans? So, but it's incredibly and one half drunk. It's just incredibly great. Robert Kendall, I will pay for your ticket. Coach, I'm afraid, coach, for you to come out. You can stay. We have several houses. You can stay at one of our houses. And you just come with me to the pavilions, come with me walking around the pavilions, come with me to the cookie store that I go to buy cookies, come with me to the ice cream store where I go to buy ice cream, and we will show you a great America. And you, America. Will, and, and you will not just go back to Indianapolis with more hair, it'll be more weight. And uh, and Rob Ben Brim, how, how is that? How is that? How is it not a reality show? Rob flies to California to go shopping for salmon with Ben. I'll tell you, Why bring, bring, bring your bring your phone. And because the, you, Rob, welcome to the world of iPhones. Uh, all of a sudden, I saw a blue message pop up instead of a green. So you've left your droid. Welcome. And, I was uh, I I got it because I was thinking what. What could I use my stimulus check on? Uh, I didn't do a stimulus check. Well, that's because you have nine modest homes, Ben. Well, I don't even modest. have one modest home. They're modest. So, Robert, modest. I want to I get to something Ben brought up, though. Okay, I'm watching a friend's dog. 
right? And and in years Is that ago, like a business, like a business, or no, what? Just... No, it's I, it's not at all. And you literally, told us a story, and it's a great story. I literally, story. and I, I've told this story before, but many years ago, Ben Ben asked me if I could go pick up his new pointer, and that he adopted as a. As I'm driving a bumbleweeds, wherever it was, Ben calls me on the phone and he says, Judah, on second thought, Alex and I have decided, wife, you keep the dog. You, it's <laughs> the dog's for you. We will, we, I'm not kidding. We will pay for it. Anything, the dog, please take the dog. So I get to this pointer rescue and I, I, I'm a kid from Brooklyn. I've never seen a pointer rescue and I get there. And they're like bringing people out the dogs and there's one psychotic dog that they bring out and it and they walk it past me and I'm like, oh, thank God, that's not the dog I'm getting. And all of a sudden I see the psychotic dog walking back and they said, this is this is Ben Stein's. This is, and I'm like, oh, God. So, Rob, we decided to name the dog Nixon. And every time the dog would run away, which was a lot. He would he would scream. I would be screaming through a canyon, a very liberal canyon in Los Angeles. Nixon. But <laughs> I, I remember when I used to walk this dog and this is about 18 years, a long time ago. People used to walk up to me and say, hey, how you doing? We'd have a conversation as we were walking dogs. But to go to Ben's point, the younger generation, I was I was walking this dog yesterday and this girl, maybe 30 or 40, maybe 25. I said, she said, how are you? Thank you. And I was like, what? Am I, am I not what? supposed to respond? It's so rote. These the, you, the, this generation, Rob, of, of of conversation, of dialogue. They can't have dialogue, Rob. Well, we, we, and I, but we can. But we can. No, no, no. Can. But it goes to what you were saying about the God bless America. I think there's a whole generation that doesn't even know how to respond to 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 God bless America, to America is great, to have a great day. It's like they have their answer in their head even before you said, I'm good, thanks for asking. Well, and I think it comes back to what's going on tonight with the election, which is, and we've talked about it before here on the show, where a lot of people for an entire generation just sent their kids to public school, assumed they were being taught correctly, yeah, didn't point. engage in their kids' education, and now they're waking up going, what the hell is going on in the public school system? And and an entire generation was the victim of an indoctrination factory. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, things are so much better in terms of school in those days. Incredibly better. Unbelievably better. And, if I may say so, uh, there was a big problem in the sense a lot of the schools were segregated. But you know what? They desegregated the schools, and the African-American children didn't learn any more. They didn't learn any better. The problem is the kids have to be taught discipline, self-esteem, pride in themselves. Look, I did a series of commercials, a very, very good series of commercials, if I may say so, with Shaquille O'Neal. He was so goddamn smart. I thought to myself, anyone who questions at all that black people are really smart when they want to be, it's crazy. I mean, I'm working with a guy who makes me feel like an idiot. And people, and yet people say black people are inherently stupid. No, if they're taught, if, they're, if it's expected of them to achieve, excuse me, they can do just as well as everybody else. 
Why don't the Democrats stop hurting the black people who elect them? The Democrats are condescending to them. They tell them you don't have to learn anything. You don't have to obey the law. You don't have to pay for your children. You don't have to do, have, be decent family men. The Democrats are telling black people, you can be bad people and we're going to take care of you anyway. This is so goddamn insulting. It's insane. It's just a, a slap in the black man's face every day. Now, Rob, he, well, he, the, the point, Rob, the point he brings up is is really is it, it, it's really the the uh, litmus test of the future. It's the uh, it's one of the most important things. Are are, are community going to listen to Shaquille O'Neal and not call him an Uncle Tom, or? Are they going to continue down the beaten path that the the road traveled, not the road less traveled? And that's really the great question, the civil rights question for the black community of today is, are you willing to follow the, the lead of Shaquille O'Neal and people like that? Or, or Martin want, Luther King Jr. Or, right. Or, or do you my want to very good friend, Jesse Jackson. Or do you want to follow Ayanna Presley or Corey Bush or all these different people, Rob? So Shaq had such a great quote I saw the other day, and I may be paraphrasing it here, but but he, he said to how when he talks to his kids, he said, to, you know, we ain't rich. I'm rich. And the yeah. message to them was you're going to work and you're going to work hard. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing, no matter how wealthy you are, to instill in your kids to to work hard. It's to get back to your point, though, I think it's why um, and I talked about this on on the air the other day. I think Herschel Walker is an incredibly important figure in American history right now because and this run for U.S. Senate, because he not only came from nothing and became an incredibly beloved figure and an incredibly great person, but he overcame so much and he can talk about issues, especially as it relates to mental health. And he's being very bold and very brave because everything he ever went through with his mental health issues is going to come out. And he's going to get drugged through the mud. And he has a real opportunity, given his the affinity people have for him as a sports star to not only win a, a seat as a U.S. senator, which I think he's going to do, but really be out there and inspire people to better themselves and inspire the people who have had mental health issues to address those and say, it's okay, I'm not less than. So I think there are heroes out there. There are people like Shaq, like Herschel Walker, who can be this next generation of leaders in the African-American community. And I, and I think if I may say so, and I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, and probably Jesse Jackson doesn't want my compliments. But, uh, well, now he, he that he's I, in the hospital because he yeah, hit his God, head. He probably well, God, does. God bless him. I, I, I think we can change this country for the better by expecting more of ourselves, including across across racial lines. We can expect more. I will tell you an interesting story that my father, God bless his soul, used to tell. They used to give IQ tests to uh, immigrants who came through Ellis Island or maybe Charleston and other ports of entry to the United States a long, long time ago. And Jews routinely scored below uh, Christian whites on these IQ tests. And people thought, well, Jews are just pretty stupid. It turned out it was entirely a function of the fact that the Jews generally did not understand English very well. And once the Jews started understanding English, they just took off like rockets. If people get some education, if people learn, they will take off like rockets. I've been saying this to my dear friend Judah now, and I've been saying it on this wonderful show for some time. Education is a form of capital, only it's free in America. It's an amazingly great thing. 
any child in America can get free education up through community college. As soon, I suspect it's all going to be free. That's education as a piece of capital. It's like giving each person an oil well. It's like giving each person a factory stamping out parts for automobiles. That if we start taking advantage of that education and don't let that education be education that tells you you're a scumbag for being white and that you don't have to study if you're black, that you can do any goddamn thing you want if you're black, we, we're not expecting anything from you. That is the kind of education that's going to make this country greater and greater and greater. You know, Rob, I want to bring up something that Ben just said because it brought me back to, by the way, first of all, I know you, your love of Jesse Jackson, but like, well, he was giving these great speeches. He was also shaking down people at the same time. So he, he contained he contained multitudes, Jesse Jackson. I think it's fair to say he he made a very nice living shaking certain people down. And well, I will in, tell you, I was in his house. It wasn't that great a house. Uh, it was a very modest house, I'm sure. But Rob, but, but Rob he... Uh, you know, when I was in the rehab industry, as Ben well knows, and we used to give away a bed, right? Once a month, we had to sort of give away a bed because of the being in the community. And, and but the one thing that would, to anybody that came into the community, into the rehab, we would make them pay for their medicine and certain other things, right? Because they yeah, had to have skin, napkin, they had to have a certain amount of skin in the game. Now the left keeps on promising people community college is going to be free. Community college is they're cheap if you're from that community. I mean, it might have gone up a little bit since I went to community college, but it was really dirt cheap, Rob. Is there no, you have to have skin in the game. You value yourself more. Well, I, I, was, I was just gonna say, we talked about this on the air the other day. So it took me six years to get through college because I went part-time. I would, for <clears> the most part, work at night i worked overnights at a radio station i'd get off work i'd literally go sleep in the parking lot for a couple hours i'd go to an in you know an 8 a.m class go to school all day and then rinse and repeat and that education meant so much to me because of how hard it was to get because i had to pay for it myself and the real value of as i get older i realized the real value in the education wasn't necessarily even the education itself but the hard work at a very young age that went into securing it i think that's one of the biggest things it's not all even knowledge it's that we don't teach hard work anymore and by the way yeah. rob just so you know sorry is, and that's uh, true at work too by the and way. herschel walker is salvatore didn't like what your trump comment then that's okay we salvatore welcome to listening to the show we don't always agree with each other here but we all love each other here and ben you know getting back to the herschel walker thing who is a trump candidate and obviously it's going to be on a state-by-state -state thing they're going to they're going to bring up everything they're going to bring up his mental health issues from the past he's had issues with women and so did james so did jim brown one of the greatest running backs of in history of all time but jim brown has done more for the black community combined than any person in the house of than any senator or congressman that claims to be a, James Brown has brought, gotten people out of gangs. I mean, the amount of work that James Brown has done in his own community is he's truly an American hero, yet he also had issues with women in the past. He's changed. You haven't heard about those. But on the, on the flip side, Ben, they have guys like Dr. Dre playing, playing the Super Bowl this year who is an actual recent, of, of recent alleged wife beater. That's who they that's who they have on in the Super Bowl. Snoop Dogg, I believe it is a, a, a person that wastes, his, you know, God bless him of riches. Ben and I heard 
Snoop Dogg perform live in concert. We loved it. We thought it was great. So they, wait, 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 wait. You guys went to a Snoop Dogg concert? No, better than that. Jimmy Kimmel, my pal, <laughs> had a party after he hosted the Oscars. And he invited me and my date, and that was Judah, to come to the party. And who should be the entertainment? Not scheduled. Just jumped up on the stage and started performing. And we were pretty damned impressed. We were it was really like, damned. It, it was but, like a real episode of old school. It's like exactly it was what incredible. And there were so many cute girls at that party, too. Yeah, yes, I could confirm there were. But, but I would, but Ben, think about this for a second. Juxtapose those images. You have you have Jim Brown, who's saved tons of lives. You have Herschel Walker, who's had issues. But he's a good man and he's had he's a football player. He's had obviously mental health issues and look at where he's come from. And juxtapose that to who they have on in the Super Bowl, Dr. Dre, who is a former gang member, <laughs> sold drugs. We know he probably had the hand in the death of people. People like Snoop Dogg. This is who they're throwing on the black community and saying, follow these, follow, follow, follow the leader, Ben. Well, I, I agree. Problem, serious problem, more important get to work it's incredibly important to get to work i i respectfully tell you people who work prolong their lives prolong their self-esteem prolong everything about them have a better time get more girlfriends everything than people who don't work work hey. is a sacrament Hey, Judah, can, can I address what the uh, listener in the chat said? Because I think it's important. And we go around and around and around with people on air about this all the time. Would that be all right? Is it okay? Yeah, yeah please. I have, a dog, I, I have a, literally a dog sitting behind me farting. So talk as much as you want. <laughs> well, I, no, but and we because we, we talk about this quite a bit on the air on our show. And it's it nothing gets people fired up like this. And it's understandable. I'm not saying. And we're not saying on our show that Trump wasn't a good president. We're not saying that by any stretch of the imagination. He was an incredible policy-wise president. But we would be doing a disservice to people if we didn't point out what exit poll after exit poll is showing, what uh, polls before this election was showing, is that Trump inspires a lot of people who would otherwise vote Republican to not vote Republican because they how they feel about him personally – and he inspires a lot of people who would otherwise not vote to show up and vote because they don't like Trump. I, I don't understand, but, but my dear friend, Rob see, Kendall, I have to disagree I with you. I, do, I don't see that. I find yeah. him very likable. And I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Just, I'm not disputing that you find him that way. What I'm saying is that the exit poll in Virginia. Is, no, no. I I know the the exit polls, but remember, Rob, before Trump, so many people didn't vote. So, tons of the Trump base and didn't they, vote at all. Right. didn't vote. They were Republicans that felt I, or I don't even think they probably called themselves Republican. He created a new party. How he how that party gets to the next level is a different story. Who could be his VP candidate? All different things that you're right. There is a few. You, but Rob, remember, 75 million voters. And I understand what you're saying, what exit polls say. But Rob, we still know people lie. Okay? We know people lie. And nobody is, is standing in an exit poll when asked, do you like Donald Trump, is going to come out and say out loud, love the guy, unless, you're, unless you have enough cojones 
to do it. Nobody's going to say to a reporter on national TV, maybe, hey, do you love Donald Trump? Oh, I love the guy. But let me back. Let- I'm trying to go ahead. Go ahead, please. Well, real quick, what 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 I'm trying to say is, if you can get 90 to 95 percent of the Trump stuff, which that's what 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 we all ultimately should care about is the public policy. The rest of it is just an extracurricular sideshow. If you can get 90 to 95 percent of the Trump stuff, but with 10 percent of the drama, which means it's much easier to win an election and keep people in the fray in the fold who otherwise would check out. I'm not saying it's right they check out. I'm just saying wh- why wouldn't you take that? You know, I, with all due respect, I'm, I must be missing something. I must be losing my mind because I never saw that part of Trump. And bear in mind, you, when you were a young child, Robert Kendall, I was writing severely critical uh, paragraphs and virtual indictments of Donald Trump. Severe ones, sufficient to have him call me up and yell at me and, and call me per- names. Personally? He called you personally? Yes, yes, yes. He called me how, personally. How, how does that go? Does like somebody say, hey, Ben, Trump's on the line for you? He said, I said is this Ben Stein? Yes. Uh, <laughs> one moment for Donald Trump. And and and, and with respect, I, I, at the beginning of the campaign, when he was starting out in the primaries, I was very negative about him. And I, I found myself getting to like him more and more. And when he became president, I found myself like him more and more and more. And sometimes he said things like about foreign trade that I thought were absolutely outrageous and dangerous and really frighteningly wrong. But uh, overall, I thought he was a very good guy. But look, look, look talk, talk about personalities and, and what goes on in people's heads about personalities. My personal hero, as you all, everybody watching the show knows, is Richard Nixon. Loved the guy and down to every cell in my body. I love the guy. Still love the guy. Love, love, love him. Don't just like him. Love him. I think if you were to go to a synagogue and stand in line with a bunch of Jewish people and say to them, what do you think about Richard Nixon? They would make a face yeah. and they'd say, ugh, or something like that. Richard Nixon was the greatest friend in the history of Judaism. Judaism is the oldest continuously practiced religion in the world. Excuse me. And yet the great majority of Jews voted against him consistently and didn't like him. I am saying there's extreme confusion in people's minds about who candidates and presidents and office holders are. Trump was an incredibly great president in terms of protecting America, making America proud of herself, of itself, herself, ourselves again. If the media was on him all the time. If you're in junior America, life is not like high school. It's like junior high school. And there's some kids who are circulating nasty rumors about you all the time. And uh, that, that's, that's what happens to you. That's what happened with Trump. That's what happened with Richard Milhouse Nixon. That doesn't mean that what they're saying is right. It's not right. It's, it's wrong. Nixon was a great guy. Trump was a great guy. Yes, the media smeared him, slandered him, called him horrible names. That that doesn't matter. It, those were not true. Those things were not true. These were great presidents. And, it, and it, Robert, but, Robert, remember one more thing. We're talking about an election we all believe was rigged and stolen. So going on that assessment, going on that point, Rob, he won. We all believe he won. Statistically speaking, we all believe he won. So I get what your point. I get. I get what you're saying in the sense of, of what, how the media portrayed him and people truly, in their essence or their core, believing, you know, certain things. But at the end of the day, Rob, seventy-five million votes. 
and six and and six states that couldn't count their votes until you know five or six days after the voting i mean you know it it's it's i understand what you're saying but don't believe that crap because when we start to believe the crap the left is slinging about our own candidates we're screwed and we have to fight back rob Ben, I I have to know, is that normal for a candidate, a leading candidate for president to call someone up personally who writes or says something on television? They don't I'm not asking to be critical. I'm asking, like, is that normal? Have you had that happen before? Uh, At the time, Mr. Trump called me. He was not running for anything. This was 30 years ago. It was, oh, it I was, thought you were... Yeah. No, no, it was a long time ago. No, no. And he, and he, it was a long time ago, and it was about the uh, refinancing of a casino that he uh, supposedly owned. There's some question about whether he really did uh, in, in Atlantic City. And uh, so that was, I was basically accusing him of, uh, of securities fraud, and, uh, and I think he was doing it. I, think, I still think he was doing it. Uh, so that was so that's not that, but that's that's what that story was. But when I when I used to write a column for the Herald Examiner, which is our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful afternoon newspaper in Los Angeles, uh, he I often wrote about President Reagan and what a great guy he was. And Reagan called me up a number of times and thanked me. And uh, I I used to say to myself, why on earth isn't Trump calling up? Uh, people write nice things about him and thanking them and, and getting the word around. Oh, he did. It, I mean, he did. Oh, he did. Obviously, with the Fox News people. Yeah, his sure biggest, never did, he, he never did it to me. And I was saying nice things about him all his, the time. His biggest issue was he should never have done a, Wood, a Woodward interview. He should never have done New York Times interviews. You know, that was his. If you look at one of his mistakes, he thought he he could convince he thought he thought he could still be accepted and i get it you want to be accepted you want to be like donald trump is a you know he's he's a human but rob i want to tell you one quick story and i might have told you this before but really one of my closest friends in the world who struggles with addiction horrifically made a made made a an ass of themselves in 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 the national spotlight and the next day they got a phone call uh this is maybe 2004 or something, they got a phone call from Donald Trump and Donald Trump spoke them on the phone and said, if there's anything you need, you let me know. I will put you in any place. I will always be there for you. And you know what? You know why Robert Kraft loves Donald Trump so much? Because after Robert Kraft's wife died, Donald Trump called him up every week for the first year of his wife dying. Now, now that's a special person. That's that that's a person I wish he he would show a little evoke a little more of that. And that's even during the COVID crisis, I wish he would have brought up his family, the Kushners, that whole area of where they live being decimated with COVID, which was Bergen County just being decimated. I wish that human thing, but Rob, he was under attack. It's so hard to be critical. Yeah, very, of, very true. Very true. People and that are getting the crap kicked out of them every I, day. I, I'm not disputing that. When I interviewed Trump, we talked with him about his role in the life of Ryan White, who was one of the, the pioneer uh, activists for, for AIDS and HIV. He was, a, he was a high school student who got AIDS through a blood transfusion and, and fought to go to public school and 
Trump, uh, he be, Ryan White became buddies with Michael Jackson and Elton John, yeah. and it was a huge national story. Trump flew Michael Jackson to Ryan White's house here in Cicero. So I'm not disputing the fact that Trump's an incredible person. I just wonder, how does Trump make the viable case that he's going to get across the finish line? He already time? did. But how does he? What? Unless, ah, that's good. That's he, he already did, Rob. Unless we could fix this voting, it doesn't matter. Unless we could have free and free and free and clear elections, free and fair, free and fair elections. Thank you. Uh, I, I couldn't come up with that. Thank you. Free and fair elections, Rob. It doesn't matter. The Pope could be running for the Republican. You know, the, the, the biggest choir boy, the greatest Ronald Reagan could run again and he wouldn't win today with the, with free and fair elections and the the, the way it's built rob so, so so and i'm i'm not asking to be argumentative i'm asking cuz i'm genuinely interested do we just ignore what people were saying in the exit polling today with with Yunkin and and, and the anecdotal interviews and stories that were done pre-election that people were saying, I'm voting for Yunkin. I like what a lot of the Republicans have to say. I did not like Trump. Do we just do we ignore that? No, you, let me, let me, first, but let me get, go, to, go to Mr. Nixon. Mr. Nixon lost in 1960 because that election was stolen from him. It was probably the clearest death of an election there's ever been in the 20th century. He decided not to sue over it, contest it in Congress because Why? he did not want because he's a patriot and he did not want to tear the country apart. Two years later, he ran for governor of California. He was smeared by the media in California on a scale that you cannot imagine. He was uh, not feeling at all well the morning after the election, and he said some things he should not have said. And uh, so, and everyone said, oh, he's done. You mentioned his name. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's a loser. He's a loser. He campaigned. He, cha he changed the public's mind. He went around the world. That. He went around the world, and he, but he went around speaking to people, and he was modest. And he was humble. He was a, the new Nixon. And... Uh, suddenly people liked him and he won by a fair amount in 68 and the biggest electoral landslide in history in 72 he was able to change people's minds about him i think we if we were working for him and and i don't i certainly won't be but uh, would could help him get himself across as a nicer person than people think he is julie eisenhower as i've said i'm sure many times on the show is except for my wifey my favorite woman in the world i love her I worship her. I worship her. And and for people that aren't familiar, Julie Eisenhower is Richard Nixon's daughter. Right. She's married to General Eisenhower's grandson. And she she told me that when Mr. Nixon was moving from the West Coast to the East Coast to be near his family, uh, several boards of directors of co-ops, co-op is a kind of a unit of, of uh, apartments where the, the, their boards of directors, and they can, they can veto you. Even if you can afford to buy the apartment, they can veto you and not let you in. Many of them, or some of them anyway, said to Mr. Nixon, we're not going to let you in. You're too controversial. We don't like you. Uh, and we're not going to let you in. Trump called Mr. Nixon and he said, I, as you know, uh, control a fair amount of real estate. I'll make sure you get in anywhere you want to go that's in my world. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'll make sure you get in. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to be that nice to Mr. Nixon when Mr. Nixon was still being kicked around by the media. He did it because he is a nice guy. I will go to the Beverly Hills Hotel almost every day for lunch. It's a very modest lunch, just pancakes, a very modest lunch. And 
the, the valet parkers every morning, every day they go there say, when Mr. Trump used to come here all the time, he was the friendliest, nicest guy, and he would invite us to play golf at his country clubs for free. Nobody so, else ever did that. And what, 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 what a pancakes run at the Bel Air Hotel. No, man. it's not the Bel Air Hotel. I don't oh, go to the Bel Air Hotel. The Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Hotel. Oh, Beverly Hills Hotel. What, what's, a, what's, a, what's, a, what's a short stack run at the uh, Beverly Hills? Twenty-seven dollars. Rob, you, you, you raise a really good. But, Is Rob, that a lot or a little? It's, it's, a lot it's or a little? nothing. It's nothing compared to you know compared to I you know I. <laughs> Uh, you could eat. It 40, doesn't eat, matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going broke anyway. You could eat so forty. I'm, you could eat forty-two meals at IHOP for twenty-seven dollars. Yeah, but it's not at the Beverly Hills Hotel. You don't see all those incredibly good-looking girls walking around the pool in their bikinis. But Rob, Rob, getting you see that's the point. What Ben brought up just something, something very interesting. Without even realizing what he just brought up, Donald Trump, he is who he is. He likes women. He likes money. He likes those things. And getting back to what and and getting back to what you said of how you refine his his speak or his message, it's not that hard to tweak. Everybody likes a comeback, Rob. Remember that this is America. Everybody loves a good comeback story. I can name you so many people, Rob, in the past that you would have said, "Oh, they're never coming back." I mean, look at Tiger Woods. Remember all the the the, the things that he went through ended up winning the Masters again, right? Ended up winning a few championships because people wanted to root for something. And this is in America. And right now, as, 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 as five, five cans short of a six pack and the other half being drunk is, is somewhere in, around the world talking about climate shit that nobody understands. He's talking about stuff. They're talking about stuff, Rob, right now that nobody understands. Again, it's gonna happen that people say, I, I, I like Donald Trump. Remember, it's cyclical. Life is cyclical. And yeah, Ben. Look at, Nick, look at look, Pat Buchanan, one of Nixon's speechwriters, an incredibly smart guy, a great writer, wrote a book called The Greatest Comeback about Nixon coming back from the 1960 defeat to win in 68. It's a, it's a roadmap roadmap for how trump could do it and remember they were in correspondence for years afterwards rob so so like it's not time to, it's not time to drink the absolute kool-aid but you, when you uh, rob look at the the democrats wouldn't vote biden in today 40 a, a, a massive majority of them believe that he should be primaried in three years he's 10 months into his term okay when he's actually falling asleep which all of us would at a climate conference <laughs> and truly has the moniker Sleepy Joe at that point, as Trump aptly, aptly put it. It's it's it, let's let's not uh, let's people would rather have Rob. Remember, people would rather have their kids be safe, themselves be prosperous. America have borders and all of these different things. And at a certain point, they're going to say to themselves, I don't give a crap. Who's who, who? How the message is being said? I am offended by that message, and again, none of this matters unless we have free and clear elections. Clear free and, free and fair and elections. elections. And I bring this back full circle: the fact that all of us and somebody brought up in chat at this time last year, Donald Trump was ninety. What did they say? Ninety-seven percent. Youngkin's at ninety-seven percent or something, and Trump was at ninety-five percent chance to win at this time last year. Until we could fix our election system, Ben Stein, we're having the biggest moot conversation that's ever existed.
Well, we're, well we're, we're talking about whether or not America will continue to be a free country. Well, I mean, they're they're closing in. If you look at the Yunkin vote now, he's two point one percent up with ninety four percent in. I mean, it's happening again. I, I, I that this is my point. So, so after the show, you're going to say should Yunkin have changed a little bit? No, it's not Yunkin that changed. It's the fucking ballots. Excuse my language, my mother, Alex, and my father, and everybody that I care about listening. And uh, that's what matters right now, Rob. It has th- that you're looking at these percentages that they should have called this race three hours ago, that the one, the most important county in Virginia that they could say is, which is what, it's one and a half million people, I believe in that county, or there, there's, it, it, it's a very big county. It's a very big county. And, 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 and the fact that we're having this, Rob, has nothing to do with Trump's personality. If Yunkin loses tonight, are we going to say it was his personality? He shouldn't have had Trump call up last night? No, we're going to say this damn thing was rigged. We have got, and we, and this time, please, Mr. Yunkin, if they steal it from you, please litigate. Please, please, please don't leave any stone unturned. You can litigate this endlessly, and you've got to. Rob, you got me really nervous. You get, one second. He's only two percentage points up right now. It, yeah, what is it? It's 50, uh, it's 50.7 to 48.6. Oh, he's lost. He lost. he lost. He lost. Yunkin lost. He's not going to be the winner. I get almost the, the fixes in. I told you 55 was yep. a threshold. That's why they kept on saying 55 is a threshold. And I could be wrong. And uh, I hope to God uh, the next show. I, I hope to God the next show I'm saying. But for, our, for the love of our country, Rob and Ben Stein, we cannot, we, if Youngkin loses, we are done as a, we, we are, we are. No, we're not done. Our, we're, no, never, but our, we're done. Our, our, we're never our, done. We have to keep on fighting. Our, our election, our, our election system is. Here's the crazy uh, thing, though. The we'll guy, never... the guy in New Jersey is up by three points, which is amazing to me with like 62% in that the guy in New Jersey has a lead. How, how is that possible that a Republican is winning in New oh, Jersey? No, 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 sure, sure. New Jersey was typically a Republican state for a very long time. And then remember Christie, the 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 the, the, the Pillsbury Doughboy did end up winning there, which is amazing in itself. So let's pray for Yunkin. Let's pray for America. Yeah, but we we we. I think Judah is very 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 sharp on these things. It knows what's going on. There's there's just stealing this thing right in front of our eyes, and we're we're just seeing it right in front of our eyes right now. The election is being stolen right in front of our eyes. Rob, are you sure about those numbers, or did I not refresh Fox? I'm looking. I'm, I mean, the TV broadcast has got him at one one point five four nine million to one point four eight six million. So I mean, oh it's like God. a it's like a sixty. So what is that? What is that? Sixty three, sixty four percent. Yeah, sixty four thousand vote. I guess if Youngkin would have spoken nicer, he would have. I I guess if he would have just changed his message a little bit. Uh, and 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 you know what? We at this moment, I want to have a, a a ten second moment of silent prayer for America yes. because it, it truly needs it. God bless this great country. God bless the United States. God bless everybody that listens. And I want to remind everybody, benstein.substack.com. Please follow us, our Rumble channel. Subscribe, Ben Stein. Of course, you can find him at spectator.onspectator.org. And download that podcast. Even if you listen to the show via Rumble, you can find Rob on 93.1. Bam! WIBC, the president of conservative talk radio every day from 9 to noon. And Ben Stein... uh, Will you please take us out? Make it something good so I'm not that, please.
God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above, from the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam god bless america my home sweet home god bless america my home sweet home god bless you all we will see you thursday night Okay.